Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to Willpower. With the first African-American and first woman to hold the Register of Will's office in the city of Philadelphia, the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon, a mother, an educator, and community leader, when there's a will, your family keeps the power. This show will set the discourse for your family to plan for the future and extend the family legacy. Call your family and friends and tell them to tune in for a journey into their generational wealth. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Madam Register, the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon. Wake up, everybody good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday. This is going to be an exciting episode this uh, Sunday here. This episode, episode nine, we're going to talk about tangled titles. Other parts of the country, they call it air property. And this week, I brought my chief solicitor, attorney Frank Capiz, who's been working with me since November 2021. His duties is to assist me in deciding contested legal estate issues. He has personally handled hundreds of estates and prepared 500-plus wills and powers of attorney. A graduate of Villanova Law School, he's been practicing law for 34 years. Private attorney also handling wills and estates as well as personal injury claims. I wanted to make a correction because last week I gave the wrong birth date of Honorable Sadie Alexander. She was born January the 2nd, 1898, and she died November 1st. 1989. We mentioned her because this month is not only Estates Planning Month, October is also Archives. This week's episode, um, for anyone who's ever heard me speak before, most luckily you heard me talk about tangled titles. Resolving this issue is something that I've been passionate about since day one of being in office. And for all my listeners, and Philadelphians not familiar with tangled titles, let's begin with the basic. So we're going to throw this right over to my chief solicitor, Frank. Frank, legally tell them what a tangled title is. Good morning, Madam Register, and thank you so much for inviting me this morning to speak. So to answer your question, a tangled title is where we have a property that has been titled and unfortunately, the title of the property is affecting the people who are currently living in the property. So a situation like this would occur where a person does a will, and the will may not have been probated, or there was no will, and the intestate heirs, the people who are going to inherit the property, have not decided or have not made the decision as to exactly what needs to occur with that property. And unfortunately, this can go on for generations, and then the title becomes more and more, as we call it, tangled. Yes. So when a property owner dies and leaves a will that names a new owner and a deed is not transferred, how is that problematic? Well, what happens um, when that occurs is that the true owners, the people who are living in the property, do not have the ability to manage the property, insure the property, get federal funds or state funds for that particular property. And that's where your issues and complications will continue to occur until that title is cleared. Most people think that there's an automatic transfer of wealth. They believe that, hey, 
this was my mother's property. I'm the only child, or this is the one that she verbally said could own the house. Uh, they don't even know. I've had clients uh, come before us that had had the will and didn't know to bring the will down to get it probated. Explain to people why they need to come down to our office, whether they have a will or not. That is an excellent question, and quite frankly, that is one of the main reasons and complications that we have the issue we have today. So when a loved one dies and they own property in the city of Philadelphia or any county in Pennsylvania, the individual who is responsible or the person in charge needs to come to the Register Wills office. Now, we know who that is if they do a will, right? That's why wills are so important. We know automatically who that is. It's named in the will. If there is no will, then unfortunately, we have to try to figure out who's going to be the person in charge. And whenever we find out who is that person in charge, they need to come down the room 180 City Hall and what we call probate the estate. So you may be saying to yourself, okay, the word probate, what does it mean to probate the estate? And the way I explain it to my clients is, listen, you have paperwork that you have to give us, and then we are going to give you back paperwork at the Register Wills office. That paperwork is going to include a, a document that has a gold seal on it. Uh, we call that letters testamentary if it's a will, letters of administration if there's no will. And then we give you a short certificate that has a raised seal on it. With those documents, you then, as the person in charge, can do everything. Specifically, when we deal with tangled titles, you get to sell the property that the deceased own, pay the bills, make distribution, pay inheritance taxes. So, in essence, probate, to probate an estate is to come to the Roadster Wills office, get your paperwork. That's exactly what it means. And once you get your paperwork, you can do what you have to do legally as the representative. Um, Pure Charitable Trust, uh, a few years ago, did a study conducting um, the, uh, the pandemic of tangled titles. And when I came in office, I asked them to identify where these tangled titles were. We have between 10,000 and 14,000 tangled titles. Plus, there's an estimated 22,000 Philadelphians that are living in a property without a clear title and an estimate of 14,000 number of properties in Philadelphia owned by a person who is deceased. These tangled titles affect, on the average, 10 to 20 people. So if we're dealing with, say, 11,000 tangled titles, this affects 110 to 220,000 people minimum. The numbers definitely could be higher. So when we say 10,000 tangled titles, we're talking about 10,000 families, and we know that in Philadelphia and uh, cities across the state that people cannot afford to live by themselves. There are grandmothers, there are layers of generations. Why is it important to keep these family homes, Frank? Well, quite frankly, if you keep the home in the family, which is the most important thing, you're protecting what we call and what the, the phrase has been labeled as generational wealth. So. Your grandmother and your grandfather get to pass it down to their children who gets to pass it down to their children, and it goes on and on along those ways. So the generational wealth, quite frankly, is the most important thing, and that is why we try to protect these tangled titles and get them untangled so that we have a situation where the proper people who own that home can get their benefits, can get their needs, can insure the properties, and continue to pass that wealth on to the next generation. A safety issue. If you do not own the property, if the property is still in your dead mother's name or your dead grandmother's name, you cannot 
get homeowner's insurance, which you could, means you cannot protect any liabilities that happen in and outside the house, for instance, a slip and fall. I always tell people the affordable house is the house your family owns. It costs today in Philadelphia $300,000 to build a single unit of affordable housing. While the cost to make pre-existing repairs on an occupied house, your grandmother's house, costs like $30,000. Again, I told you pre-charitable trust did a study back in 2021, and they found some very interesting information about tangled titles in Philadelphia. Here are some of their findings. You can also go on our website and read the study. I recommend that you read this study. The highest concentration of tangled titles are in north, west, and southwest parts of the city, also Germantown and lower northeast. Philadelphia has at least identified 10,407 tangled titles, which affects 2% of the city's population. The cost of remedying a tangled title can be very high. Um, $9,000 for a home value that may be $88,000. Frank, what is the reason that you think or have you seen in your years that people are reluctant to make wills or people that are in these tangled titles are reluctant to come down to our office to get the information to see how they can open a state or probate this state so they can get the title of the property in their name? Madam Register, I can speak from my own practice in the last 34 years. And when I have a client that comes in and, and wants to do a will, that is a big step for a lot of people. Some people are fearful. Some people are, um, you want to call it, uh, they have a prejudice against it. They just, they just don't want to sit down and actually do the work. And I explain the situation to people who come in my office and I say, listen, eventually what you want to do is everyone's going to go at some point in time. We hope it's 100 years from now. And I always use that phrase, 100 years from now. But you want to, what I always call to, I say to them, you want to rest in peace, right? To me, rest in peace means all your affairs have been taken care of. We know who's going to be in charge. We know exactly what you want to do as far as your assets are concerned. So if you're going to rest in eternal peace, come in, get the will done, do what you need to do, and then just put it in the drawer. Just put it away. There are certain people who have certain fears about doing it because they fear, well, mother did a will and then she passed away within a couple of years and I'm listen that's all things that are folklore and and, and these kind of things that you really have to ignore you want to rest in peace you want to get your affairs in order everybody talks about getting your affairs in order right so if a doctor comes to you and says you know Mr. Mrs. Smith you have 30 days left what's the first thing you're going to do you're going to get your affairs in order well you don't have 30 days left you have 30 years or 50 years or more left why not still get your affairs in order? You get the document together, you put it in a drawer, and God forbid, when the time is right, when you pass away, we know what you want, and we know who's going to be in charge, and that's who's going to take care of it. So that's really is, Madam Register, the reason why people are not doing wills, I think, is a fear that they have to overcome. You have to overcome. And please note, when we say register of wills, don't think of registering a will. A lot of times people come up to me and say, I have my will. Can I come down and register it? No, not in the state of Pennsylvania. You do not register the will. We do not see the will until after you die. 
you have to store the will and let someone know where the will is so they can bring it down. And that's more likely the person that you name as your executor or your executrix. Briefly describe um, some components of a will so people can get an idea of what are the things that are in a will and why it's important to choose the correct executor or executrix. Well, when someone comes into my office, as I said, and I, I did I think I did like six of these last week, and they were all one right after another. It was a friend of mine called me, and she wanted to have her will done, and then her brother called me, and then her sister called me, and then her friend called me. So all within a day, I was doing four wills and four powers of attorney. So the will, I always ask the simple questions, okay? I say to them, okay, let's talk about what you want to do with your assets when you go. Where do you want them to go? And generally, my wills are divided into percentages. So instead of saying, you know, this bank account at TD Bank, uh, account number one, two, three, four, I want it to go to my nephew. I say to them, let's not do it that way because TD Bank may be bought by Citizens Bank or TD Bank, that account number may go away. So I tell them, let's get specific with respect to percentages. So that's where I start. I say, okay, where do you want your assets to go? And they give me a breakdown or a percentage. And then I, the most important question is, who do you want to be in charge of all your assets when you go? And Madam Register, I've heard you say this over and over again. <laughs> you have three or four children. Don't pick the one that's not the responsible one. The you messy don't, one. Don't pick that one, right? That's the <laughs> one I don't want to deal with when you go away. I want you to pick the one that's, you know, takes care of things, knows how to handle their business. That's the ones we want. So to answer your question, the components of a will are, where do you want your assets to go? Most importantly, who's going to be in charge? And the way the attorneys do them is, listen, we sign them, we witness them, we notarize them, we date them. We make sure they're self-proving, meaning that the witnesses' signatures are in the correct spot with the notary. So these are all things that an attorney is going to be able to do for you. And it's not that expensive. It's probably as expensive as buying a new pair of shoes or something along those lines. So um, we tell people, if you come in, you explain everything you need from us, we will get it done. and for the rest of your life. Yesterday I was at uh, Will's Clinic at Dare to Imagine, um, sponsored um, uh, by Dare to Imagine Church yesterday. And a young, a, a senior came up to me and said, I have one child and I want to avoid paying inheritance tax. I want to put their name on a deed so they don't have to pay inheritance tax. And she just, it's just something in her that she's saying, I don't want my child to have to pay a tax, so I want to put my child's name on the title. And what 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 do what would you say? And I, I'm saying I'm allowed to give you any legal advice, but there are consequences when you put people's name on the title of your property, whether it's your child or not. Let's talk about some of the consequences when, uh, and 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 how they not necessarily avoid inheritance tax rent. Well. I, I do get this question often, and I think I told the story the other day when we were presenting uh, in front of city council. A woman came into my office, an older woman, and her son came in, and he was roughly my age, and I knew them from the neighborhood. And he, she said to me, I want to uh, place the deed of my home into my son's name. And I said, they're okay. And I looked at him, and I looked at her, and I, I, I've known him from the neighborhood, okay, so I knew he had some issues. And I said to her, do you trust your son? And she said this, eh. and I said, well, what does that mean? Uh, like, what, what are you saying? 
He's like, well, you know, he's got some issues. And I'm like, yeah, I know he's got some issues. Do you know he's got some issues? And she said, yes, I do. I said, well, this is what happens when you do that. When you transfer the property into someone else's name, all their issues now come with you, right? So if they have creditors, if they have uh, other issues along those lines, they're now on your home where you live. I did another example recently where a a mom came in and uh, the son was about to get married. and said, well, I want to transfer this deed into my son's name. And I said, okay, he's getting married, right? Yeah, he's getting married. I said, so what if, God forbid... Ten years down the road, his wife and he decide that they're going to split up. The wife is going to come knocking on your door at some point wanting a piece of that property because it's in her husband's name. So these are the things that I tell people. And listen, there are reasons why you want to get the property out of your name. I, I, I understand that. Maybe you want to avoid what we call nursing home complications or what we call lookbacks in the nursing home. But quite frankly, it's 4.5% of your net income your net value of the estate, I should say. So we take your home, uh, whatever other assets you have, we deduct your funeral expenses, the attorney's fees, a bunch of other expenses. We get down to a net number. It's 4.5% of that net number, and quite frankly, just not worth trying to avoid that 4.5% for what exactly you're trying to accomplish. So those are a lot of pitfalls. Specifically, we deal with people who have credit issues and then divorce issues. We try to avoid that, and I tell them, for the most part, I will tell people, listen, leave it the way it is. And I tell people this all the time. You know, as registrar, I can't give them any legal advice, but attorneys can give you legal advice before you decide to put somebody else's name, whether it's your child or your nephew or your grandchild, on that um, title. We have organizations here in Philly like Community Legal Service, Philadelphia VIP, Christian Legal Clinics, and we also have a program at our office um, called the Probate Deferment Initiative, and we'll talk about that next week um, on our next program. But I wanted to also mention that uh, the president of city council, uh, Daryl Clark, is very involved in this issue, and, and he um, initiated Neighborhood Preservation Initiative, and this initiative is historic because it is the largest single investment $7.6 million uh, was um, uh, issued to these legal organizations to help people um, get out of these single titles as a part of our advocacy um, in the community. Um, that's, major, that's major. So you should be able to call our office at 215-686-6250. Again, 215-686-6250 and get the information that you need if you uh, need to get any legal advice from the legal organizations. You can also email us, and any legal question, uh, Frank answers all those questions. Row online at phila.gov. That's row online at phila.gov. Another um, uh, hesitance of people uh, uh, wanting to place other people on a, uh, or or they, they think is a verbal. Tell us about the verbal um, promises and, and, and when people tell their uh, grandkids and, and um, the uh, partners that, you know, when I die, you, you know, you inherit this house. Explain to them that there's no such thing as any legal promise. Madam Register, you are correct. Um, in legal terminology, what we call a verbal will has no effect. 
the zero effect doesn't exist. A written will is the document that you're going to need to produce to us at the Roadster Wills office if you want to give your assets to another, if you want to name an administrator, we call them executor or executrix, depending upon male or female. But a verbal will does not exist. It does, it does not exist. So if you're going to do a will and you don't have time to go to an attorney or something has come up where you don't feel that you need to go to an attorney, you want to do it yourself, we will accept what we call holographic or handwritten wills. They have to be very specific. You have to date them, sign them. And sometimes the holographic will doesn't do enough. It just says, okay, I want my house to go to my niece or my nephew. But then it doesn't tell us who's in charge. So these are not done what we call best practices. Best practices, go to an attorney, have the attorney look it over, have the attorney go through the, the motions of putting the document together, but you can do a will on your own. We call them a holographic will. We don't recommend them, but we will certainly accept them if they meet all the criteria. They're dated, they're signed, they're signed at the very end of the document. That's very important. And they tell us what exactly it is you want and what exactly uh, who's going to be in charge. So we will accept them. It's just not really the best practice. And when you are in a tangled title, you can't sell the property because you don't own it. You can't get a uh, home equity loan so you can fix the infrastructure of your house. Most of the people that are in tangled titles are low income and they are qualified for all these basic system repair grants. You are not eligible or do not qualify because the house is still in the dead person's name. You can't get homeowner's insurance. You can't sell it. And in essence, you're eventually probably going to lose the house because you don't own the house. You're like uh, a renter. You're just you you or, or or swatter. You do not own the house. Let me give you a fun fact about tangled titles and basic system repairs based on a study from the University of Penn. According to the study by Dr. Eugenia South from the University of Penn, crime drops on the block 22 percent when Jim just one house receives a basic system repair grant. The biggest obstacle to getting the grants are the tangled titles. People do not realize that they are in tangled titles. Frank, how do they avoid tangled titles? Well, I think you've said it over and over again. I must have heard you say this, these words so many times. Make a will. Do a will. Get a will done. And on, more importantly sometimes than the actual will itself is to come in our office and probate. You need to talk to your family, make sure that they know where the will is. But the most important thing is once that will is completed and put away, we will need the original. You have to come in and probate that will. You have to come in and get the paperwork so that you can untangle the title, sell the property, divide the assets, or give the property to whomever it says in the will. So if a particular will gives the property to a son or a daughter and the executor is, let's say, a neighbor, okay, I don't want to put them involved here. Let's say that... Uh, your neighbor is the executor of your will. And the will says specifically, I give this house to my son. The executor now has to get a deed, prepare the deed, transfer the asset from the estate of Mr. Smith to the son. Then once that's transferred, no more tangled title. That property is now in the son's name, and he gets to do whatever he wants to do with that property. So the, the main thing to do here is make your will, make sure your family knows where it is, and more importantly, come in and probate. Yes. And what are the first steps that somebody can take today? What are some of the first steps they can do right now if they don't have the will? 
if you don't have a will, and you let's say you have a copy of a will. If you have a copy of a will, you file a petition with legal in our offices to probate a copy. Now you have to notify all the potential heirs, and if anyone has an objection, they will come forward. We will have a hearing, and we will make a decision as to whether or not the copy of the will is acceptable. You have to make sure that the individual, you have to make sure that the will, the original will is presented to us. And if you don't have the original, you have a copy. Now, if you don't have a copy of a will and you don't have a will at all, quite frankly, you don't have an original, you don't have a copy. In our opinion, you don't have a will. And then the laws of intestacy apply. So we go down the line. Is there a spouse? Are there children? Are there parents? Are there siblings? We go through that checklist and those are the individuals who are going to get your property. Also, you can contact Community Legal Services, Philadelphia VIP, Christian Legal Clinics, Senior Law Center, and Philadelphia Legal Assistance. They will help you. If you have not probated the person's estate and you need help paying fees, you can contact our office to learn more about our probate deferment initiative. That number is 215-686-8278. I'm telling you, Frank and I, we do these hearings uh, two, three, four times a month, and you would not believe the fighting that goes on. And I found in my experience that the reason why the families are fighting is because they don't understand the process. When you leave the will, your family do not have to go through finding a lawyer or fighting or asking to be the administrator of the state, then I got to determine through the fighting and and, and the bickering who is the best person that's going to be able to represent the family when you have the power. That's why this show is called Willpower, because when there's a will, your family keeps the power. When you lead a will, you name that executor. You also let the executor know, always let the executor know that you're naming them that executor, and the best practice is to name an alternative executor because in the case of Aretha Franklin, she named her niece as the executrix. And the niece said, listen, I'm not for all this bickering. Um, and and, and, and she, she resigned as the executrix. That's why we always say when you name the executor or the person that's going to conduct the business after you die, that you should name an alternative just in case that person died, they can't find a person, or that person just doesn't want to do it. Frank, tell them how awful it is when they don't leave the will. Tell them how these families come and fight, and, oh, my God, you should see it. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's so hard. It's, it's heartbreaking. It is. When you see three or four siblings in a room together and they're not getting along, and Madam Register is great at, kind of cutting through the nonsense, right? She gets right to the heart of it. And the heart of it is this. Your mom or your dad, who's left the three or four of you here, they don't want to see you fight. And what, do, what are you fighting over? Let's, let's really, let's be honest. Some of the arguments that we have are for minimal amounts of money. Mm-hmm. So you're going to ruin relationships and ruin family members and ruin what your parents have built up for you for, for peanuts. And it just doesn't make any sense. And, and the Madam, Madam Register is excellent at sitting these people in a room and saying to them, listen, you're arguing over nonsense here. Your mother or father would not want this. You all should get along. You all should be together. You all should 
resolve these issues, get on with your lives, go on with and doing what you're doing. And we could have avoided all this if mom or dad would have done a will and then they, they would have picked the person in charge. So now Madam Register is now in charge of appointing a person who's going to be the administrator. And if we can't get along and if no one gets along, we're going to have to appoint an attorney. And that attorney is going to be expensive. And you're going to be spending money for this attorney where if you all worked it out among yourselves, if you all sat in a room together, you'd be able to figure it out and move ahead. We've been able to solve so many problems with just sitting the families down and letting them know, look, if y'all keep fighting, then I'm going to have to assign it to an outside attorney, which is going to cost the estate money. In order to avoid that and rest in peace, make the will. There are numerous organizations out here that assist people in making wills, um, and you can call our office and we can give you and mail to you the list of um, legal organizations that can help you um, make these wills. We want families to stay together. We don't want families fighting over uh, assets or material things. You should not want your family. And by the way, Philadelphia, since 2005, January 2005, there is no more common law marriage. So if you're in a marriage or in a partnership with somebody and y'all are not legally married, legally, meaning you came down to the Registry of Wills in some state in this country and legally gotten married, you will not, in the state of Pennsylvania, have any legal rights over that person's estate, body, any decisions on a funeral, and trust me, his kin or his heirs know you're not legally married because they didn't come to a wedding, and you best believe you're going to be either thrown out of that property or it's just horrible. We see it all the time. So remember, January of 2005, there's no such thing as common law marriage in the state of Philadelphia. I mean, state of Pennsylvania. So either put a ring on it or make that will and make sure you leave that property to your boo. Stay tuned next week when we have attorney Ronald Presley on our show to talk about our probate deferment initiative. Don't forget to follow us on all social medias at P-H-L-R-O-W. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Philadelphia Register of Wills. Again, our phone number is 215-686-6250. Frank, give them your number, how they can contact you. You can contact me at 215-731-1414. Thank you. And remember, when there's a will, your family keeps the power. See you next Sunday. Thanks for listening to Willpower with the Honorable Tracy L. Gordon.